You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Hosts of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, this is the final installment of Best Seasons in Rays History. And we figured we would kind of combine two of the other 90 win seasons that the Rays had had, 2012 and 2018. Both teams went 90 and 72. Ironically, I find it funny that both those years, the Rays had a Cy Young, but failed to make the playoffs. Just going to throw that out there. (laughs) You know what? Good catch. I I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it's... Not a. It's it's very rare that a team can win ninety games and and find themselves out of a playoff spot. But that's exactly what happened those two years, uh, especially after a magical season in twenty eleven. Um, you know, with all that happened, twenty twelve was impressive. I was looking at at the pitching stats, man, and that was such a great rotation. So it begins with James Shields, David Price, Matt Moore, Jeremy Hellickson. Alex Cobb. Uh, there were some appearances by Jeff Neiman as well as Chris Archer. But if you look at the complete games, can you guess how many complete games that group of guys had? Uh, everybody, all the main starters, uh, I'll say 10. Close. They had seven. They okay. had seven. Out of those seven complete games, three were by Shields, two by Price, two by Cobb. Can you guess how many shutouts there were in those seven? Um, five. Close. Four. Okay. I mean, these guys, when they went the distance, it was yeah. because they were impeccable. I mean, they were first in ERA plus uh, in the league with 121, FIP at 351. Um, they let in the least amount of earned runs, the most strikeouts. I mean, it was it was impressive uh, what they were able to do that year. They broke the franchise record for strikeouts uh, as a pitching staff. It was an unbelievable ride that 2012 year. Not to mention you had Fernando Rodney having one of the best seasons from a reliever exactly. of all time. That helped matters for sure. Let me say this. If Evan Longoria hadn't got injured or had stayed mostly healthy, if he hadn't played in only 74 games, this team – I don't think not only would have made the playoffs, but probably would have had a chance for the World Series because those World Series teams, the Giants and the Tigers, it's not like those those teams on paper with a healthy Longoria weren't aren't any better than the Rays were. I don't think. I mean, the Tigers won only eighty eight games. It's not like the Giants had won one hundred five games or something like that. I mean, you throw out that rotation: David Price winning the Cy Young, a healthy Longoria. I mean, it could have been a, a fun fun year that was real i don't think that year any team had won 100 games actually i think the the reds had the most wins 
of all teams in baseball wow. that year. So it was really a year where there was some parity and there was a lot of, um, there, there, this was really a, a prime chance for the Rays. Uh, if Ed what Ed health can do torn his hamstring and missed six to eight weeks, what health can do and what depth can do too. It, exactly. There were, there wasn't a guy there to step up and that's what we are trying to illustrate this whole last seven months of the off season. Now uh, mm-hmm. it's that the Rays of 2020, have depth they're stacked and that's what i always talk about from player number five to player 35 you lose one of those guys and whoever's going to replace is going to give you similar production that was not the case in 2012 wasn't 2012 the year where will rhymes was getting hit by a pitch and and fainting at first base yeah I mean, there were a lot of Will Rhymes types on that 2012 team. Brandon Allen saw some time. I mean, some guys that, you know, that should have been AAA lifers uh, got a lot, maybe a little bit more than a cup of coffee because of Longoria being missing. And Longoria comes back just like a, you know, like a superhero. And each year he had had more than 20 home runs. Mm -hmm. And he was sitting at 16. um, And what does he do? He has a three homer game uh, on the last day of the season and, and gets him to 19. Um, very superhero esque in baseball terms. But yeah, that, that team could have been something yeah. if it wasn't for the lack of depth and, and the injury to Longoria. Well, they, they could have. I mean, the Orioles, ironically, finished higher than the Rays that year with 93 wins. The Yankees weren't that That's much right. better with, with 95 wins. But when Longo, I looked this up, when. Longo didn't play in the, in the games he missed. The Rays were 41 and 44. The games he played, 49 and 28. That's ridiculous. How much of a difference it makes. Wow. Because not only are you having MVP caliber player, but you're replacing him with probably at times a below level, below replacement level player. Not to mention the leadership and just the, the calm and comfort of having having your guy there I mean, yeah it, it makes so much more of a difference and right now it, it, that's why you know time moves so quickly especially in baseball terms where a guy can be on tv and be the hero and then two seasons later people forget about him uh, during trivia questions right you know uh in 2012 longori was a thing he was mm-hmm. a big thing in special even national media i had a spotlight on longoria so when you're missing that guy, it's a little bit more uh, of obviously the numbers are, are, are missing, but the intangibles too in the clubhouse and thinking, well, our guy is not here. How are we going to win without our guy? Uh, so that, that definitely puts a little bit of more pressure on the guys that were already on the roster, on right. the lineup. And the guys that are coming up thinking, oh, man, this is our, my shot. I have an opportunity to kind of put my name out there. And that's just a lot of pressure. The year also included the return of Carlos Pena. He had spent a year with the Cubs, right, and then came back to the race. And that opening day, man, oh, man, a day for the ages for Carlos Pena. Grand slam off CeCe Sabathia, walk-off single off Mariano Rivera. By the way, that single was a a hit at the warning track. I mean, it was was almost a double. Come on, at least a double or triple. Hey, I'm just looking at the box scores here. But <laughs> was that not the moment? Like, oh, wow. Carlos Pena is back. Vintage Carlos Pena. 
and then he proceeds to bat 197 or whatever the rest of the year. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, that that was probably his best day maybe as a race yeah. player during the regular season. And it was probably one of his best career days. But that season, unfortunately, was not all cracked up to be for, mm-hmm. for him in his comeback. But yeah, that that day, you just tuck it in, you put it in your pocket and your good memories and and you walk away because it was a, a beautiful thing to watch. Yes. Um, so that's really it with the 2012 season. I mean, we're trying to do two seasons in one show here. We don't want to drag it on and on. So moving on to the 2018 season, ironically, the first year in a long time, in 10 years, without Evan Longoria as he was traded that previous offseason. I mean, this was both of these teams, 2012 and 2018, won 90 games, but totally different in the expectations and uh, everything. I mean, really coming into that season, the Rays were sort of the laughing stock. They had traded Evan Longoria. They had traded Steven Sousa. They had traded Corey Dickerson. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the team was a shell of its former self, and yet they find a way to win 90 games. Uh, a lot of the credit, of course, goes to Mr. One, Blake Snell, getting 200 strikeouts, 20 wins, and winning the Cy Young. Um, uh, you know, for me, that season, when you're watching it, back at the time it was a college team that's how that's how i could best mm-hmm. describe that the energy that they had the the deer in the headlights look of happiness that sometimes uh, you know you could see the guys in the clubhouse and the, the dugout have i mean they were just having fun and you know one of the most disappointing this is a double-edged sword that i'm going to say yeah. but one player was incredibly bad in the field but in, incredibly good for the clubhouse, for the team, and that's Carlos Gomez. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just disappointing um, at, at, to the point where Kevin Cash had to, you know, have a conversation with him saying, we're going to have to give a little bit more playing time to the young guys, and you're going to have to play a little bit more cheer, cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And before that season with the Rays, I would have said, Carlos Gomez is not going to be happy about that. I mean, his persona does not fit to be that guy to play sec- right. second fiddle to anybody. But he did, man. He he was great for the young guys. He still, you know, trains with Willie Adamas in, in the offseason. Really, it, it, he was a big a big surprise for two reasons. One, because uh, he was so positive in the clubhouse. And two, because he was definitely not the Carlos Gomez that you used to fear at the box. Right, for sure. And I think that knowing that he was like 32 at that point and kind of in his later years of the game, it's like, okay, it's time to mature. Now your role has changed. You're not the the, the firebrand youngster that, that's coming on the scene with, what was it, the Twins and Brewers back in the day. You're, you're really in this spot to help guide Willie Adamas and the, the slew of other young players, the Joey Wendells and, um, and Brandon Lowes and all those types of guys. And um, it was funny because that was a year where, um, you know, the offense, it was funny because on the whole, they, they actually finished with a pretty good OPS overall in baseball, but the power was just not really there throughout the yeah, outside of CJ Crone. I mean, the it team was provided mainly. The, the team only hit 150 home runs as a team. Second most, uh, second most on the team was 14. Yeah. 
It, it was it was kind of shared. It, it was sharing the wealth of power. Yes. Really, what was going on in the Rays? Everybody had like eleven, nine, twelve, thirteen. Like everybody had that many, except for CJ, who you know just went mm-hmm. insane with thirty uh, because he was given the playing time. And, and and if you looked at that acquisition by the Rays, you knew that it was going to be good because the guy had had sixteen each season mm-hmm. playing. You know, second fiddle sometimes. You know, half the time of the playing time. So. I, I like that move, getting CJ. I was surprised by the DFA. I, yeah. I was probably most race fans, but it made sense if you you know hindsight's twenty twenty. He did start to lose some playing time over 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 G-Man Choi, right? Uh, so then you yeah. could see the writing on the wall. Really, when when you look at the box scores from August to September, he started uh, playing less. It was sort of the year where like. The 2019 guys, as we know it, they were starting to get their opportunities in 2018. And you could kind of foreshadow, okay, if Brandon Lau can, and Willie Adamas and, and G-Man Choi, they get 500 at, like what this team, what these guys, what this group can do going forward. Um, and I guess the, was 2018 the, the first kind of year of the opener for the Rays? That's right. Sergio Romo and, and guys like that. So that that worked. At, that it, they also I remember they had put uh, Sergio Romo at third base, <laughs> and then brought him in again as a relief pitcher. Like they they put Johnny Venters on the mound to get out of lefty, and it's like okay, now let's let's do our maneuver in here and and put Sergio Romo back on the mound. So they did some some quirky things like that, of course, as well. Um, one other thing I want to notice that okay, Blake Snell. We know he had 180 innings. There was only one other pitcher that had that pitched over a hundred innings. Do you know who that was? Wow, this is a good question. This is a good question. Um, um, you know, can you put the trivia? Uh, he's still music on the staff, up? by the way. There he's still go. on the staff. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Ryan Yarbrough. Yeah, 147 innings. After that, nobody else had. A hundred wow. or at least a hundred. So that's I mean, crazy. Th- yeah. This team really kind of slawed through hodgepodge. Yes. Hodgepodge is, is really the word for it. And let's be honest. I mean, compared to the 2012 season, this team really had no shot of winning anything significant. I mean, you had the Red Sox with one hundred eight games and the Yankees had won more than a hundred games. So it was really just, Yeah. They weren't as bad as the Blue Jays, and they definitely weren't as bad as the Orioles. So I don't think anybody expected them to win as many as 90 games, probably leading into that season, maybe 78, 80, if that. I don't know. Expectation can be such a funny thing. They win exactly the same uh, number of games, 90 and 90, 2012 and 2018, but one felt like a major disappointment, and one felt like, wow, these yeah. guys are so good. It's it's funny, and and mm-hmm. and that goes with everything. Expectation can really change your perspective. Absolutely, and hopefully, hopefully Blake Snell can return to that 2018 form if and when there is a season. Hey, fastballs up, curveballs down. That's all you need. That's there all you need. But working an occasional slider, and you're good to go. <laughs> hopefully, he's uh, he's spending as much time on his craft, his pitching craft, as he is. On, on Instagram and playing video lie. games. and, and He's really things. good as a persona with the video games, man. I He's entertaining. I at his videos. Yes. He is entertaining. He looks like uh, you would like to have him as a buddy uh, to, to play some video games. He is one of a kind. That is yes. for sure. 
and on and at the end of the day it's really good for the marketing pr promotion of the team of the players yes. more people Honestly. are probably going to check in at the hey this is the guy that's always on Instagram. oh this is guy that's on twitch that's his guy on mlb, MLB yeah. the show yeah people this is good good it for him out. baseball yeah. trivia coming up next All right, Ulysses, it is a Baseball Friday, which means baseball trivia. I grilled you last week. Now it is your turn to stump me, which you frequently do. So hopefully you dumb down the questions a little bit. (laughs) Well, you know, I I like what we've been doing lately while grilling you is keeping it as a list. And the list goes from 2011 to 2019. I'm looking at 12 players have hit, have had a, a batting average of 301, or better, twelve guys. Can okay. you name ten of those players that have hit three hundred one or better from twenty eleven to twenty nineteen? I will give you a couple of uh, of tips here. Okay. One of these guys is no longer playing, and some of these guys might not be at their peak. That's all I'm saying. Go. Okay. Um, so there's 12 guys who have this number, but I only have to name 10. Correct. Okay. All right. I'm going to go a little bit surprising here. And actually, well, first of all, let me try to see if I can get the, the notable ones out of the way. Miguel Cabrera. Uh, he's at number one with a 316 average. Why am I not surprised? Um, <laughs> I want to say Albert Pujols, but that can't be right. But I'm going to say Albert Pujols. That is not right. Strike one. Mike Trout. He's number three on the list at a 305 average. Mm, interesting. Uh, now, did they have to play? They So they did play in 2011 through 2019. Correct. Okay. So I can't pick like uh, Cody Bellinger or something like that. That would no. Um, all right, man, I am struggling already. This is not a good sign. Uh, I'm gonna say Ichiro Suzuki. That that's probably not right, but incorrect. Strike two. Man, I need to think of some. There's okay, not a lot of guys that hit 300 anymore. I'm going to give you a couple tips here. Just because they're outside of the spotlight doesn't mean that it's a ballpark that would help you have hits, even though the Hall of Fame doesn't like to give a lot of, you know, push for these guys. Although, actually, this year, a guy that played in this park got into the Hall of Fame. Oh, in uh, Coors Field? Okay. Um, Nolan Arenado? No, incorrect. Let me let me take one more Rockies guess. Uh, yes. Uh, I wanted to say Troy Tulowitzki, but that can't be right either. Rockies. Um, He's no longer with the Rockies, one of these guys. Matt Holliday. Incorrect. Okay. Yeah, you gotta start. You gotta start, start helping, helping you out here. 
The guy that retired is probably going to the Hall of Fame as a third baseman, played a lot with the Rangers. Adrian Beltre. Very nice. He's at okay. number four with a 304 average. Uh, he is number 10 on the list. He is a lifelong Dodgers legend. And by a lifelong Dodgers legend, I mean not a lifelong Dodgers legend. Hmm. Okay. It's uh, a position? joke. Right field. It can't be Carl Crawford. Uh... It just—it—it's a joke. Lifelong Dodger. He's not a lifelong Dodger. He might not even play a game with the Dodgers. Oh, okay. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts has played since 2011. No, but he has qualified for uh, highest average. Oh, okay. That's why I thought I was under the assumption that all these players had to play between 2011 and 2019. No, they just have okay. to acquire. Yeah, they just have the, to acquire the okay. minimum of plate appearances. Yes, man, I wish you would have just told me plate appearances. That would have helped. <laughs> what the minimum plate appearances were. <laughs> then I wouldn't try to be guessing all the guys that were like they had a couple good years in twenty eleven. I don't know. Uh, okay, so Mookie Betts is on the list. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need some more hints. Okay. Uh, now I'm totally confused. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, I'm, I'm going to help you out a little bit more. Uh, he could have been uh, Tampa Bay MVP, uh, but we decided to draft somebody else. Buster Posey. There you go. 302, a number eight. He was probably a good get for the Rays in 2019, but the Yankees signed him up. He played with Colorado beforehand. I was going to say Edwin Encarnacion, but that can't be right. Um, okay, DJ LeMahieu, that's who. Very nice. 302 average. He's at number seven. By the way, one of like the line drive leaders over the last couple of years, which isn't surprising. DJ just hits line drives all the time. Really? Uh, wow, okay, that's so, nice. that, so I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Four more. Canadian, you mentioned that if Miggy Cabrera and Albert Pujols had never happened, this guy would have the spotlight. Okay. Oh, good. I gotta go back into my memory bank a little bit. Um, Canadian. Canadian. I can't I think of Canadian players. Um, first baseman, right? Uh, Correct. Wow. Very good eye at the plate. Incredibly good eye at the plate. Um, I don't think maybe he's won an MVP. I don't remember right now. He 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 must have won an MVP. You gotta help me out. Uh, so he's retired lefty. now. No no no, he still plays, but he's in the later years, just like Miggy. I mean, he started maybe a three years late uh, after Miggy. He plays for one team and one team only, and. No, you've watched this team growing up. Oh, Joey Votto. Wow. Very okay. nice. He's at way, number six. Let me guess another guy before a hint. Joe Mallon. Ooh, that's a good, good guess, but he's not on this list. Wow. If Joe Mauer's not on this list, when did Joe Mauer retire? Good question. Uh, I believe 2017, correct? 
Oh, so I guess, well, you would think that'd be enough to qualify. You would think so, but maybe he didn't have that good of a later years. I don't know. We'll have to check him out. Man. Maybe he's like right at 300 instead of 301. Yeah, these guys are all bunched up together. So you're missing number nine, who hit 301. You're missing number five, the other Colorado Rocky, at 304. And you're missing number two on the list with 315. Uh... Another Rocky, but the guy doesn't play for the Rockies anymore. No, no. That was DJ, DJ LeMahieu. This guy still plays for the Rockies. And okay. he has a lot of facial hair. Uh, Charlie Blackman? Very nice. 304 wow. average. That is... Uh... That's a, that's a dark horse right there. That's a sleeper pick. The, uh, I don't after, think anybody would have picked Charlie Black, unless you're a Colorado Rockies fan. Right. After after seeing how this trivia has gone down, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, this is all, these are all <laughs> man, dark horses man. here. Oh, boy. Okay, so I, I really just need two more, right? Two more. Number two on the list at 315 and number nine on the list at 301. I will tell you, both of these guys are MVP uh, winners, and I think they were MVP winners both in 2017. If the other guy was in 2017, then he was 2018. Hmm. So I mean, look at uh, the best ten players, and these two guys should be there. Man, I am blanking. I'm so raised focused right now. <laughs> uh. So I need some kind of hint. Okay. He just signed a 10-year, 200 and something million dollars to stay in a small market team. Man, just signed? Like uh, two months ago. When we thought there was going to be baseball, he signed a big, big contract. Good for him. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. He's pretty thin. About 6'3". Yeah. Uh, played for the Marlins at one point. Yes. Why am I, Why can't I think of his name? Man, my brain is fried right now. His initials are C Y. There, there go. you go. Nice. Three hundred one. I was thinking Christian Arroyo. I'm like, that's not right at all. <laughs> no, no. Very different players. Very so different he's skill two set. On the list, right? He's number nine on the list. Three hundred one. You're looking at the guy who hit three fifteen. Over, roughly over the last decade. Yes. Yeah, hits machine. Decade. I mean, hits machine. Like, just... Uh, he plays in which uh, league? American League. And unfortunately for him and for all of their his fans, uh, he has had a very rough public relations uh, cloud over him and his decisions... Over his uh, MVP year, his world championship year, and uh, some other dealings in between oh, 2017 okay. and 2019. Altuve. There you go. Jose Altuve with 315 Ooh. batting average. Ooh, man. See, that I'm trying a- to forget all the Astros players. <laughs> I don't even consider them. No, you don't play in the major leagues anymore. You're suspended. Dude, uh, that was a tough list. I, 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 I didn't realize how tough that was. Well, it's, I mean, it was tough. And they should have given you the the plate appearances thing. You're right. Yeah, it it threw me off a little bit because I don't know if, I mean, who knows, Mookie Betts might have started playing in 
2011. I'm actually going to, because he's only like 27 right now. Well, he, he'll be a free agent after this year. So he has at least played six years. So right. that means he started in 2014, but I think he was in tw- that yeah, 2013 Yeah, first year team. was in 2014, so that, that okay. threw me off a little. But, I mean, he's played, I mean, he's definitely gotten like 600, 700 plate appearances a year, so that right. that would probably make up the threshold. Man, oh, man. I'm going to have to really come up with a difficult one next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah I real big. Right I, 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 you, you know, I, I, I deserve I should have gotten it. more. Now, it is a Friday. I've, I've worked a long week quarantine not really stimulating my mind i need some fresh air <laughs> yes I need my morning walk more coffee we all maybe. Do. <laughs> so feel free uh to comment on twitter or send us an email hey kevin you suck at baseball trivia <laughs> or ulysses you need to do better uh with the questions um and i understand that i probably do really the part of the game is if you're listening you, you try to guess those names, of course, without looking it up before I can. If you right. can just rattle them off, that might have to be a, a future segment. Bring you on know a fan what? for trivia. Yeah, fan trivia. Fans, you know, if you think, like yeah, if you think that you can do you know, well during this um, little trivia segment that we have, tell us and we will grill you and you'll be on the show. Ugh. Very good. Yeah, I'm I'm almost tired of the spotlight now. I feel <laughs> I feel like I've got to take a shower after that. Did I'm just you ever be watch on Baseball Reference all day, just looking up numbers? <laughs> did that's you ever it. watch uh, Stomp the Schwab? Yes, I did. Man, that, that's a throwback right there. I know. I used to love Early that thousands, show, man. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what he's doing nowadays because he's definitely not still on ESPN. No, no. But I'm pretty sure. He, uh, hopefully, he was smart with his money. That's for yeah. sure. He, you would. He's probably. I'm sure he's got like some kind of YouTube channel, or he's he's on Twitter or something. That'd be something to yeah. look up. But like, yeah, I'll I'll yeah, do that, that after a, the show. Yes. I mean, think about how. Uh, just to, like that's your, that's your redeeming quality. It's like, yeah, I just know sports trivia. That pays <laughs> the bills. That's what I do. I'm not a mechanical engineer or anything. I don't. Know. What a life. Yeah. What a life. Oh, man, I love man. it. Very good. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.